Hart's got the sit, one hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken, Matthew's in it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Well, we're certainly celebrating the life which is continuing on of one of the great characters of the game and is a broadcaster of some 37 years and either playing or broadcasting for just over 47 years. We need these characters. And as usual, whether you're having a cup of tea, you're going fishing somewhere, you're picking mushrooms or you're just sitting at home having a bit of a lay-in, this is your football life is about guessing uh, who is our next guest. This man is a star, played 215 AFL games, at 205 for the Carringbush, Collingwood between 88 and 99 and 10 for St Kilda in 2000. Collingwood Premiership player in 1990, Anzac Day medalist, twice represented the Big V, and this gives it away. On the banks of the Yarra River at Wurrialik, our star started his career. Well, Damien Monkhorst, what a thrill it is to have you on the show today and welcome. Rick, thanks for the invite. Oh, look, we only invite the very, very best. Of course, that's people who live on the banks of the Yarra River. Where did it all start for you? You know, I know you went yabbying and catching a few blackfish and mushrooming and blackberrying. But tell us a little bit about your early years and your love of footy as a kid, you know, with the short pants and the dirty knees going out of school. Yeah, mate, uh, it all, well, as we all probably well know, it all started at Warrialic in the uh, in the juniors um, and carried on through to the under-15s and then got the opportunity to go down to Collingwood. So it all started at Warrialic, mate, at the, uh, at the, uh, the Tigers um, with a group of mates. And from there, uh, high school bit of footy there and then uh and then off I went down to Collingwood under 19. Just fantastic uh some of those leagues like the Mountain League and the Yarra Valley League and the, the Diamond Valley League they are really competitive who are some of the other household names that we can relate to Damien Monkhorst who actually came through the system the same time as you and were above average junior footballers in your league on the banks of the mighty uh, Yarra River? Oh at that point in time there was uh the madman Andy Goodwin Wow. <laughs> um, there wasn't a lot at that time that were coming through. Maybe young Wirrapunda came through a yes. little bit later from Hillsville. Um, Sean Charles uh, came through. My uh, point is this, uh, Damien, is that so many kids in my time in the 50s and 60s, I'm surprised that I see you at the 200 and the Premiership Club. Why isn't Russell Mansfield there? Why isn't Peter Stacey there? Did you have say, some the same kids at Wurrialic where you thought, I've oh, got no hope. Look how fast this bloke can run and look how high he can jump to take a mark. And, Damien, they don't seem to go on with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you right now that uh, that I was never a ruckman in my, uh, in my junior uh, career, I was sent half forward, and the bloke who ended up Warrior Alex Rover and Sentiment, um, yeah. Jack O. Smith and Yogi Anderson, they were the ruckmen. Yes, and I just kept growing. So uh, yeah, I wasn't overly big in uh, in the early years, and they were the big guys, and they stopped growing, and I kept going. We all like to do things as teenagers, and uh, their initials, you know, we like to have a frothy, as Billy Brownless would say, and we, we like the opposite sex. Well, some of us do. And the serious thing about it is this, is that when did you realise I'm above average at this and I'd like to give football a real crack and go as far as I, I can? Was that the case with you when you were invited to Collingwood? Uh, not really. I got invited down there. I was playing basketball. Um, Shane Heal, the basketballer, and, and myself grew up together as kids growing up.
I ended up getting a little bit more angry than uh, than Shane, so football probably suited my uh, my uh, travels, and Shane went the basketball. But we were at um, state training in basketball, and I had to tell the coach at that stage that, um, listen, I'm going to go try out for Collingwood, and that was when I was 15. Yes. Um, and from there, it kicked on, and it took a little while for me to get probably, um, what would you say, motivated to see how far I could go, but Finally, it did, and uh, in, in 1986, 87, off I sort of went and got a chance at it. We've all been there who have lucky enough to, you know, be on the biggest stage in our chosen sport of AFL-VFL footy. Uh, there would have been some household names that you actually would recognise when you went there as a 15-year-old kid, you know, uh, just making your way. Tell us about some of the, the well-known names at Collingwood when you arrived. <laughs> Rex, I'm going to have to tell you the truth here. Well, I hope you do. <laughs> I knew nothing about Collingwood at all. Wow. <laughs> and you've become but, part of their history. Isn't yeah, this amazing? I had favourite players. It was Carl Dittridge, Robbie Flower, Lee Matthews and Peter Knight. They, yeah. were, the, they were the four players that I uh, that I idolised um, and always wanted to play footy like Carl Dittridge, probably a little bit angry. In the, wow. Um, from there... That's where I really fired my footy uh, through, the, and they were different sorts of players. But um, I love those players, and that's what inspired me to probably play the game was uh, was having those as favourites. Isn't it amazing that uh, I'm sure you're the same as all of my guests who have featured in that last Saturday in September, and you've got that premiership medallion. I won't preface anything, Damien Monkhorst, but as the years go on. Does that premiership in 1990 mean more to you every year like it does to most of us? We get greater, don't we? We tell our mates how great oh, we were. <laughs> yeah, because they're too young and they can't remember us. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Uh, listen, it was a spe- it's a special time in the... And that, as being a player there, I certainly learn about the history of the Collingwood Football Club and all the yeah. past greats and, and the story of... Uh, or the, the colourful story of probably the club itself. So yes. It is special. It's really special uh, between the players who we all played together. And it's not just the guys who actually played on that day. It's the blokes that were in the periphery as well, the blokes who missed out on the game, the the medical staff, the trainers. It was, it's just a whole club thing that um, that is really special and uh, brings back great memories of, of people that were around the club at that, at that stage. So in round two, 1988, at age 18, which is a very tender age, uh, your only match for that season, uh, you were picked. But the day before, the local coppers wanted to speak to you about a couple of unpaid speeding fines, mate. You sounded a bit like me when I lost my police badge. I couldn't get a discount from any of them. Oh, you've been doing your homework. <laughs> <laughs> I got locked up for a little while, and Billy Cook, the, the, boot, um, the property steward at the club, had to <laughs> come and bail me out and get me out of uh, the local lockup. Um uh, yeah, and uh, I went and played uh, that game and then got dropped the next week. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, didn't get back in for a little while. Uh, I from, was uh, yeah. a naughty boy. From my point of view, particularly <laughs> when I went from 3RW to 3DB and I came back and got the chief job after Harry Beitzel moved on in 1989, I can recall this young, blonde-headed kid coming really of age. Is that, Damien, is that your recollection uh, the year before the premiership that you were appointed uh, number one ruckman for the most famous football club in the land and you just loved the idea and you, you uh, played accordingly? I did. I, I've got that... Um... I've probably got that personality of um, of wanting to be um, uh, the number one guy. Yes. Uh, but the other thing happened, Rex, was I had my first son. Um, oh, and wow. It, and it settled me down a fair bit. Um, so the War Alec Hotel wasn't the uh, the place to be at that stage. It was home making sure you support the family. So 
it probably changed my uh, my view on where I was heading. So yes. yeah, and that's the, the other two things probably getting me chance and having my first son and the support of uh, the footy clubs that have got me going. Just wonderful. If you've just joined us, folks, this is Damien Monkhorst. You'll see him in his brown tracksuit with uh, Hawthorne, you know, talking to the likes of Seaglar and, and these Hale and all these sort of blokes. Uh, they are most important. But what about the experience? And thousands of men have played the game at this the highest level. Some play and move on. And as Damien Monkhorst, folks... A select few make a lasting impression that will indelibly be recorded in the history of the game forever. Let's talk about 1990 because I love talking about 69 and 73 and the only people who don't like it don't have a premiership medallion. Soured by the tragic death of Darren Mullane, but there was a lesson, you know, don't drink and drive. Uh, But goodness me, after 1958, it was so long, the collie wobbles were buried you, young man from Wurri Alec, finally found yourself as part of uh, football history. Yeah, um, it was an amazing story. And Lee, Lee drove this all the way through the uh, Lee club. Lee Matthews, yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, he was just such a fantastic coach and, um, and made things so simple so you could actually play the game and have hunger for the contest, I suppose, whilst, uh, whilst he was coaching because uh, it was simple to do. Yeah, um, they, they, they're just so hard to win, aren't they? But uh, my first one, I was 19 with my best friend Graham Bond, and then I was 23, and I didn't realise till I got to the end of my career, gee, these are so hard to get, and they're so precious when you get them. But you were just a kid from Wurri Alec. This was all about a bit of fun. Uh, but my goodness me, did you have any idea down the track to this day what that premiership would mean to the most famous club in the land? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was probably a start point for the uh, for the club to sort of try and kick on and get more. Yeah. Unfortunately, we probably didn't manage winning the premiership too well uh, as a group and personally. Um, yes. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed the spoils too much, I suppose, with the uh, with the uh, drinking and not eating right and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. uh, we didn't manage it right, which is a bit of a disappointment, Rex. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've spoken, you know, to blokes like Michael Christian and, and Mick McGuan. And, of course, Pants, as he was known, Darren Mullane was a bit of a larrikin, and I don't know whether the Rat Pack was there or not, but everyone just loved the Pants. <laughs> and it was a genuine grieving process, wasn't it? It was just shock. It, yeah. it, it, it was, wasn't was shock because in those days, you know, a few blokes took the risk. You'd have a few pints and, and you know, yeah, go did. down the back yeah. blocks. We all do silly things like that. Yep. But I mean to say, dead's for a long time, Damien. Yeah. It really for, is, isn't it? For a, uh, for a person with the aura of Darren Had. Um, you just couldn't believe it actually happened. It took a long time for it to sink in uh, of what sort of uh, tragic uh, circumstances it have on the football club and us as, as individual players. It just yes. took too long to get through it. Um, so long to get through it, sorry. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he was a fantastic fella and just a real driver, especially us younger group just below him. Um, he trained hard. He, he played hard. He was he was just a, such a leader. Um, and we sort of lost that, that bloke between Shorey and and the next leader coming through, so yes. which was Darren. Yes. Um, so it took us a little while to get over that. Uh, Tony Shaw, who was on this program last year, just said, if you could have seen the pain on the face of Mullane's, uh, uh, on his face, when he had that broken thumb, yeah. he was never, ever going to miss out on that 90 premiership because even if they cut his arm off, he said, Lee, I'm in. Yeah, no way. No way. He was never going to miss that. And, and that uh, inspires good, ordinary players. You've been there. 
Yeah, and, uh, and he wouldn't let go of that football after it with a broken thumb either. So, no. Uh, um, yeah, mate, he, he was a special fella and uh, and sorely missed with uh, with the club and the, uh, and, the, yeah. and the group. Well, you're a special fella. We're going to take a break and our relays are going to, uh, you know, uh, uh, make a couple of commitments. Damien Monkhorst is a star, a member of the 200 Club, a member of the Premiership Club, and he's a good guy and he's helping out the young kids at Hawthorne who are going for a three-peat this year. It won't be easy, but they'll be in it right till the very end. There's no doubt about that. So thanks for joining us. Uh, join us after the break. Uh, this is your football life, and check us out on Twitter at Rex Hunt Football, at Rex Football Life. The only thing that Twitter's around here is me, Canary. It's all for Tobin Brothers' funeral, and we're celebrating the footy life of Damien Monkey Monkhorst. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers' funerals. Celebrating lives. Uh, thank you very much to you, Julian. And the monkey joins us. He's magnificent. Damien Monkhorst, 200-game player, premiership player, and mighty good guy doing a great job at Hawthorne at the moment. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, premierships come along, but once in a lifetime, and 1990 was the one. But you had pretty good years following that, three or four years where you finished up in the Brownlow. You, you came close to a Copeland. So individually, your form was uh, pretty spot on, Damien. Yeah, probably found my way a little bit and uh, and went to the next level. And yeah, I was really enjoying footy and, and um, what was I going to say? I just uh, felt like I was uh, on top of the world. I think of, of my game, um, and was hoping to uh, try and get us to at least another grand final and uh, have a go at it. But unfortunately, we uh, we just didn't quite get over the line with a couple of hard runs in finals. Um, knocked us out. Let's get on to the Anzac Day match. You know, uh, gee, you had some great battles with Essendon. Uh, you know, you personally were a star in front of 100,000 people, but it's also the start of the vilification code for the AFL, which you've spoken public about. We've come a long way, and a few of us have said the wrong thing. We wish we could take it back, but you can't. But you did something about it. You, number one, you recognised that you'd made a mistake, and you, sir, can stand tall because we have the strong code uh, in the AFL at the moment that you actually pulled your head in, went to Michael Long, and you made a stand. So congratulations. You must feel reasonable about that, although you can't take those words back. Yeah, it was a, it was a t- tough point in my footy career, mate, I can tell you. But, um, yes. but you look back at it now, and um, you know it wasn't really my... It was my doing that actually got Longy up and going about the uh, the stuff. So I was uh, I was the one that made the uh, the foolish mistake in the heat of the battle, um, yeah. and unfortunately for myself, um, it was pretty hard. But uh, fortunately, it actually got and Longy did the did the right thing and uh, and spoke up about it. And uh, it was really Long Longy driving the uh, the scenario, which um, which now has made it a lot better for the Indigenous boys um, who play in our great game. Um, you know, it's, it's fantastic to see the Suriolis and the Sean Burgoyne oh, and that. Wow. Just, just fantastic footballers. And um, they're, they're probably spaced in AFL football is made a lot easier because of Longy's path that he took. Yeah, uh, Anzac Day medal uh, was an absolute great uh, day, 1997. Uh, some great memories of Victoria Park, but one of them is your premiership skipper ended up coaching you. Uh, how did you feel about that, having one of your <laughs> one of your mates, you know, who probably taught you a few shortcuts, all of a sudden staring down you, you know, from, from like a little midget and pointing his finger? How'd you how'd you get into all that? 
it was okay, mate. It was um, it was probably a tough transition a little bit. I, I love Lee Matthews as a coach. Um, yeah. And just uh, I, I'd run through brick walls for what Lee would uh, um, guide us to do as footballers and just loved him. So it was really tough for a mate to take over such a legend of the game. Like Lee Matthews yes. is the greatest that's ever played um, in a lot of people's eyes. And um, it was really, it was tough for, for probably myself personally. I don't know about others at the club, but I, I found it pretty tough. Yeah. Um, dealing with a mate and, and I'm pretty, I'm a very loyal sort of person. So I actually found it hard uh, having a mate, uh, what would you say, judge you? Yes. Um, I just found that a little bit awkward. So yeah, yeah. it was a, uh, it was probably a tough time in uh, in my little my little part of uh, footy. Yes, but but sure, he was great. It would have been probably better for Shorey to go to another club to learn what clubs were doing. Yeah, and then come back to coach uh, Collingwood. Well, that actually happened to you, Damien Moncourse, because you ended up at St Kilda. You had many battles on field. Uh, we all would like to be a one club person, but it just doesn't happen. What are the circumstances that saw you go to Moorabbin? <laughs> Um, probably disappointment, really, but yeah. uh, it was one of those things, mate. I wasn't ready to retire from football. I really yep. wanted to. I, I love teaching young fellows how to play the game. Um, looks and, like it now at Hawthorne. It's yeah, great. And, and going back and playing at Warrialic after my footy career, playing over 200 games there. Just, yeah. Just young blokes, you see them wanting to learn and give them as much information as you can, and it's so satisfying seeing them come on. Yeah. I wanted to do that at, um, in the last part of my footy career at Collingwood. It didn't happen, unfortunately, but. Um, Tim, who is a great man, rang and said, "Listen, I'd like you to get involved in St Kilda, which, which was young at the time." With yeah, talking guys. about Tim Watson. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and so I took that opportunity. Um, yes, it was good. It was great to learn what other clubs do and what they go through. Um, yeah. And going from a, an organisation like Collingwood um, to St Kilda, there was just <laughs> the, the chalk and cheese. Yeah, contradiction of uh, what the environments are like. Is, Might uh, have something to do with their position on the ladder. At times, yeah. yeah. Yeah, at times. I think uh, the powerfulness of Collingwood at least gives you an opportunity to, to be successful, whether yeah. the lower clubs have to fight and scrag and hopefully make the most of their opportunity when they get it. The big monkey joins us. It's Damien Moncourse, 200-game premiership player, Collingwood legend, Wurrialic legend. Uh, read somewhere where one of your most satisfying moments was a grand final playing with your second eldest son uh <laughs> tell us a little bit about it uh all these family people listening to this today will love this story yeah it was fantastic mate uh my son ben unfortunately i would have loved to have played with all three of them but, yeah and i was actually thinking about maybe having a run this year to at least play one game with them all because i could still run around a bit wow <laughs> but no i won't do it but um <laughs> <laughs> but ben yeah he came, it was 2010 i'm pretty sure, and uh, he was playing at Eastern Rangers and, uh, in the TAC Cup, and he'd come back to Warrialic to, um, uh, the TAC Cup didn't make the final, so he was eligible for Warrialic, so I threw him in the seniors and we played upway, and uh, I remember the first time that I ever played footy with him, I've uh, gone up for a mark, I think I've told the story, I've gone up for a mark um, in the forward line, I was playing full forward, he was playing forward pocket, <laughs> and as I've come down, I've gone chasing after the ball, so naturally I didn't mark the thing. Yeah. <laughs> And as I'm picking up the ball from ground level, he's in front of me yelling out, Dad, 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 Dad. Oh, Dad. dad. <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I was in tears laughing. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> I haven't got this on my list. Uh, and tell me uh, if it's inappropriate. I can recall feeling with some of my dear friends as fathers 
what would you do if you were Damien Moncourst and you and your wife had horrible thoughts about your sick son? Can you share that with us? Uh, oh, if, if, mate, um, I want to inspire talk, people yeah, yeah, that, that about... when things look absolutely yeah. yibbity yibbity, mate, yeah. you never give up because you're an inspiration, you and your missus, mate. Yeah, the... Uh... They were tough times, and a lot of people have gone through tough times. Um, yeah. It was something that uh, you do as a father and you do as mum and yes. all that. And as a family, the, all the uh, other brothers, the younger brothers, all uh, all supported. Um, it was really a family uh, event, really, because I didn't want to really have everyone, you know, involved so much. I am, you didn't want club. a circus. You wanted yeah. to, you know, like close ranks and give the lad the best chance medically and environmentally to recover. Yeah, which was great. And yeah. and the close mates, the blokes who you played footy with, yeah. stuff were there as support, so you could always talk to them. But um, it was it was a really tough journey, especially the first day learning, you know, that you're yes. going to need a heart transplant oh, and all that sort goodness of stuff. Um, you, it devastates you from when you come from a pretty fit family and yeah. no history of this stuff. So it was, um, it was tough. But then uh, as you go through, it really... It really is. Um, you just keep going there to support and making sure everything's going all right. Mm. And you talk to your mates. And well, you find out was... who, you find out who your mates are, and oh, uh, you yeah. find out another thing that these medical people are the heroes, not people who climb mountains and win 400 meter sprints. Yeah. You, you, and your missus would find out that they are the most precious people, the people in our medical industry, and and, and the people in your community, your, yeah. your friends. I, yeah. I, like I remember when uh, when it all happened, Trudy and I were getting home late from a uh, hospital because we'll be there all day taking in turns um, yes. until late at night and the actual people that are involved at the Warrior Alley Football Club at that time when I was the coach uh, were making teas for us preparing dinners for us uh, wow. when we're getting home yeah a group of the guys came up and uh, decided they were going to chop all the firewood on my farm to uh, to make sure I got uh, <laughs> the, the wood for the heater and um, just those little things are just well they're not little things they're actually big things um, but it just means so much in the local community, um, how they support you. Isn't that just wonderful? Yeah, it was uh, great. It was great, great in the in the community sort of side. Of and thank you, although it's sensitive, you have given hope to somebody listening out there because it's it's hard to keep your chin up, but it's a great story, and thank you very much for, for sharing it. Uh, I was going to cover, you know, what you're doing now on that course. You, you're coaching the likes of, you know, Jonathan Segler and uh, Hale and McAvoy. You coach Bailey, who was, you know, problem with injuries for three premierships at Hawthorne. You look as if you're enjoying it. I give you a mention every week on AFL Live, and I really appreciate your time today, my friend, because uh, we're celebrating the football life of Damien Monkhorst, and you take your rightful spot as a real star, and thanks for your time today. Thanks, Rex. Thanks for the, uh, for the call. The Wurri Alley kid, there's no doubt about it, he is a star, Damien Monkhorst. And yibba yibba to folks, this has been This Is Your Football Life, thanks to Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. And join us next week from 7.30am on a Sunday morning on 11.16 SEN.